I'm Stephen Adams. This is down to Doug. I'm I'm miffed and peeved. That's not the words. What do I say? Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm about to dunk. I'm not miffed and peeved. Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm down to dunk. I'm Stephen Adams. I'm not miffed and peeved. I am down to dunk. Yo, this is PG and I'm down to dunk. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schleck. We're a part of CLNS Media, DailyThunder.com, and feature on Dash Radio at 5 o'clock Central Time. And with me today is my good friend, Alex Spears. Alex, what's up? Good morning. Morning. Uh, so the Thunder play a game tonight. It's a preseason Woo! game. Uh, Alex Abrinas is out tonight. Uh, Abdul Nader is out tonight. Uh Obviously, Russell Westbrook and Andre Robertson are out as well. Uh, so we'll get to see this team kind of and maybe get to see which wings they really like kind of. Uh, do you have any expectations for tonight, Alex? No, I'm, I'm interested in seeing uh, who Billy starts, at, especially at the two and the four. I'm expecting Patrick Patterson at the four. I'm guessing Terrence Ferguson at the two. That would be my guess. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, and that's what he did for the blue and white game. Uh, but also, they changed teams during the game. So, right. <laughs> I mean, uh, I would, I would say, if I was betting, that's what I would bet too. And then, uh, yeah, I'd, I'm interested to see how much run each of the individual wings get, um, especially like in the amount of time where it seems to matter. I don't know. How, how do most coaches play the preseason? Cause like I was watching the Lakers game last night and LeBron was kind of, he played in both halves. Is that pretty normal? Yeah. It, to, to me, what we typically see is like the real version of the thunder for the first few minutes, they're going to run some sets and then it's just like, all right, now we're just going to see what we've got in some of these guys. Yeah. Uh, so I would take probably the first like five minutes pretty seriously with regards to like tipping their hand for, with anything, but the rest of it, I mean, who knows? Uh, Billy will probably play Nerlens and Stephen Adams together again, and I don't know if that's a going to be a regular season thing. It kind of seems like it will be, um, but I think we'll see that. I think we're going to see a lot of mixing and matching. I think. We'll see a lot of Deontay Burton, which he's a two-way guy still, so I don't know. I think they just want to get a good look at him. So I, I don't think that you can take a ton away after the first few minutes, but I think that they'll show kind of what they've been practicing uh, right. for the first few minutes. Yeah, I'm also kind of interested in just watching Dennis and Steven together as well. Yeah. Um, mainly because of what Dennis said about him and Steven already developing a chemistry and also me kind of wondering whether in terms of the rotations, Billy might sub Steven earlier, like once the regular season starts so that he can get him more playing time with the second unit mm -hmm. with Schroeder. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I, I really want to know how he's going to work his big men in and out of the rotation, which I'm not really going to learn anything from tonight, but going into the season that's what i'm interested in yeah because i think i mean i think nerlens will be in the rotation and i think jeremy grant will play a lot of four uh and patterson will play a lot patterson played a ton the other night uh and so it'll be interesting to see 
now that they're not playing each other, what <laughs> what those minutes totals might look like. But again, all of this, you take everything with a grain of salt that you see tonight. It's exciting to see the team. Uh, if you're going to the game, it'll be exciting to be back in the Chesapeake Energy Arena and seeing them play uh, another NBA team. Uh, we don't. Are you going? I, I will not be going. Uh, I I'm not a huge preseason guy. <laughs> So <laughs> you just did like two hours of podcasts on the blue and white game. <laughs> it's true. It's true. That's, that's out of, uh, more necessity than it is like <laughs> pure want to, uh, I will be at the home opener, the true home opener. I will be there. Um, tonight I, I just, I mean, this is still training camp quote unquote, you know, like they're still trying to get everything together. Uh, this is a time where we can kind of get ourselves in trouble a little bit, like over analyzing some of this stuff, but it's just, it just is what it is. Tis, tis the season. Will this be our first introduction to the new play by play announcer? He actually did the blue and white game. Oh, he did. Yeah. And he called Deontay Burton, Deontay Burnett or something over Uh, and over again. It's cool nickname. Yeah. People were, people were too happy (laughs) about that. Otherwise he sounds good. Um, so anyways, yeah, I, he, he's an interesting, interesting guy. I'm, I'm excited to see what he'll do this season. He's, he's definitely, uh, more of a low key guy than, uh, what Brian Davis was, which, uh, you know, I'll, I'll miss Brian Davis to a, to a degree. Mm, I might have a question about that later on. Okay. Okay. Uh, we don't know if Reggie Jackson is playing there is it's really hard to find news on the detroit pistons i'll tell you that uh i i see here that he was back in five on five contact a week ago so that makes me think that he'll play uh but i really don't know because it just seems that the internet doesn't care too much about this version (laughs) of the detroit pistons we should start a pistons podcast i bet we could get to number one pretty quickly (laughs) it wouldn't take long is there is there even, I don't even know if there's a there has to podcast. Be. I mean, I, I would think so. I've never heard of one. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to find out there there. So I went on pistonpower.com and then mm-hmm. DetroitBadBoys.com. Those are their two main blogs. Uh, they're, I'll tell you what they're interested about in the preseason. They want to see their new rookie, Bruce Brown. Who's a, he seems another like nondescript guy that I have no opinion on. Bruce Brown. Uh, have you heard? I haven't, I hadn't heard that name until you just spoke it. <laughs> is that not his name? I think that's his name. Uh, they want to see how many threes Andre Drummond is going to shoot. They want to see how that affects the offense. And then uh, that was about it. That was about it. That's all they're really looking at. Yeah, it's they're one of the least interesting teams in the NBA. No, I mean, they they do have a new coach. They have Dwayne Casey. They do. They have a new coach that everyone already knows. That's true. It's not like he's like this crazy, like innovative guy coming in from college or something that's going to do something weird. I mean, right. He's a good coach, but he's not particularly exciting. Uh, there's a podcast called wired pistons podcast. It hasn't been updated since February 4th. Mm, we can beat them. Um, hashtag pistons is another one updated July, okay. f- June 14th was the last podcast they had <laughs> we're just out here roasting pistons podcast <laughs> I don't know. i'm trying to i'm i'm uh, quasi interested in, in this team i'd like to thank the mule for sponsoring today's show 
you've got to get yourself down to the mule 16th and Blackwell there in the Plaza district near downtown Oklahoma city. This is a gourmet grilled cheese restaurant. It's one of the coolest restaurants in town. They have a great bar where you could watch a thunder game. Uh, they have great beer and cocktail selections and their food is just outstanding. I think the macaroni pony is probably the, their most famous sandwich. It's one of my favorites. They have jalapeno cornbread, chipotle barbecue pulled pork, three cheese mac and cheese, and a pickle. And you can get your choice of french fries. You can also get their onion rings, which are fantastic. And then they also have their seasonal side, which is always good. Ask for the seasonal side. Trust me. Uh, one of my wife's favorite sandwiches is the Fancy Pants. It's a nine grain wheat, roasted chicken, brie, caramelized onion, pear, and basil pesto. And it's also amazing. So be sure to go check out these sandwiches. It is easily the most delicious sandwich you can get in Oklahoma City and probably the world. So support the people that support Down to Dunk and eat at the Mule. Are you ready to move on? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this is like a uh, this is a preseason grab bag because we're we're into the preseason. It's no longer the off season. Preseason, we're getting, we're talking about predictions. We're talking about betting. We're talking about NBA futures. So I just have a bunch of questions, uh, a bunch of bets, a bunch of things to talk about um, that I will I will be forcing you to make a decision on. Um, okay. A lot of these are actual bets. They have real odds with them. And then some of them, you know, we're going to do some th- thunder over-unders. We got some fun ones in here. So it's, it's a grab bag, Andrew. It's just anything I could think of. Can I place real money on this in real time? Uh, yes. So the first five are like the legit have odds ones. So I would say we each should place an imaginary hundred dollars on it. Okay. On each one. So then, <laughs> then we'll know. I'll keep track of that. I'll remember to do that. Um, okay. So these all come from Bavada and these are the main NBA prop bets for the year. So the first one is the NBA MVP. The MVP. So the top three this year are LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Giannis. Then the next three would be James Harden, Kawhi, and Kevin Durant. If you'd like to know individually what they're like, what they're going for, Russell Westbrook is going for plus sixteen hundred. Okay, so that means if you bet a hundred dollars, you would win sixteen hundred. If Russell Westbrook won. Pretty nice amount of money. LeBron's number one, as I mentioned, he's plus three thirty three. You bet a hundred dollars to win three hundred and thirty three dollars. Is there anyone that just jumps out? Any of the names that you're like, this guy's got to be it? Not really, right? Uh, and after watching, I mean, I don't know what we can take from those Lakers preseason games, but after watching those, you're like, oh no, like I don't. I don't yeah, that. That seems like a Vegas just knowing that people like LeBron and that everyone's talking about him bet. Right. Uh, and then Giannis, are the Bucks going to be good enough? Is he going to... Everyone's like predicting another leap for him. Uh, but I don't know if he's got like... I mean, to win the MVP, you have to be the storyline of the season. Uh, and I don't know if the Pelicans have that in them either. Yeah, and, and it's tough to win as a big. 
It's it just really is. When Alfred Payton's your starting point guard, it's hard for me to believe in it. You know, like Russell won the MVP because he had the ball like ninety percent of the time, and he could do whatever he wanted with it. And because he had Samaj. And because Samaj, <laughs> tip of the hat to Samaj. Uh, I don't know, man. I it's tough. I think I, I lean back toward James Harden. Like I just think if this if that team can win sixty games, which I think they can, and they're people are going to be talking about, oh man, they're missing Mbah Mute and they're missing Trevor Ariza and they still got back to 60 wins. Like, and James Harden was clearly the best player on that team. I don't, I don't enjoy saying these words just so everybody knows, but I just think that the NBA media and that's, who's going to vote on this thing. Have they got a big, they got a thing for James Harden. Like they just do. They like to watch him play. They think that he hung the moon and I, I just could see him winning it again rather than I just have a hard time getting there with Giannis today. I'm going to need to see it before I believe it. Uh, and maybe, a, maybe a warrior wins it this year. I don't know. Yeah. I, another one I was thinking. So the, the issue with Harden is that it's, it feels unlikely that they're going to win more than they did last year. Um, yeah. So, you know, they they could still be a great team and win five or seven less games than last year. But if they're not as good as last year, one, one name I do look at is Kawhi mm-hmm. because I, you know, he was third place two years ago. Um, so no one's really thinking about him. The East is really easy. It's entirely feasible that the Raptors could become the number one seed. It's not like out of the realm of possibility. Right. Um, so he, he, he's a possibility. And he looked good last night. He did. Yeah. And then in terms of any like the deeper guys, you know, like maybe if the Pacers blew up, Oladipo would have a shot. Maybe DeMar DeRozan if the Spurs were like the two or three seed again. For the MVP? I don't know, Andrew. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Anyways, you, yes, you do. You know about I, those two. I would put my money on Giannis. I'm putting my $100 on Giannis. Yeah, and you're choosing James Harden because you don't like any of the Thunder fans, and you want to ruin their <laughs> Wednesday morning. People, people like a repeat MVP guy. I don't know. Steve Nash won two in a row. Like I just, and and everyone's everyone still is up in arms that oh he James Harden got robbed of the MVP when Russell Westbrook won it, and so I think that a lot of media members could convince themselves that. This is redemption for that year, which is just total BS. So we'll see what Mello can do there. I wonder if Mello can throw him off the well, McKellen, off the path. McKellen sent me a screenshot. <laughs> this is what I woke up to this morning. McKellen sent me a screenshot. He said, this is Mello's first defensive possession. He is completely turned around back to back with another Rockets player as his man is getting a wide open three. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good sign. It's a good sign. Yeah. I think he'll be a better offensive player for them. Like he was like last night he was apologizing for shooting a two and stuff. Like I think he'll be a better offensive player, but defensively he's just he's probably gonna be worse than he was last year. Yeah. Um all right, you ready for the next one? I'm ready. NBA rookie of the year, number one odds, Luka Doncic at plus three thirty three. DeAndre Ayton is number two, plus 375. Colin Sexton at plus 500. Anyone else you're interested in? Anyone else you got your... Uh, Trey Young is a plus 1100. That could be an interesting one. Yeah, Trey is probably the only other one that I'm super interested in. 
there's always yeah, gonna be some, there's always going to be somebody that pops up that you're just like oh even like Donovan Mitchell was pretty terrible for the first like ten games for the Jazz before right. he took off. Uh, Maybe Shea, Gilgis Alexander, yeah. plus thirty three hundred. He could, could just because I'm I'm looking for guys who would get a lot of playing time. We that we know, ideally they'd be in the East. Miles Bridges think, has been pretty good for the for the Hornets, but it just doesn't seem possible that anyone from the Hornets could ever win anything. <laughs> um that sounds like a personal bias andrew <laughs> that you're holding against the would Hornets. it not be weird if if somebody from if miles bridges won the rookie of the year yes it would be weird if there was any relevant news story about the hornets <laughs> i know this version of the hornets there's just it's impossible for them to be relevant <laughs> i think i'm putting my hundred on colin sexton oh, okay because he, he's gonna have a ton of playing time he's gonna have a ton of opportunity Rookie of the year, it doesn't really matter if your team is good or not. You just got to get them stats. Just got to put up them numbers. Yeah. So I'm going with Colin Sexton. Plus 500. Well, that's that's why I'm going with DeAndre Aiden. I think that dude is is going to put up monster numbers night in, night out. Because he can, he can score in every way. No one's really going to watch him, but his numbers are going to be eye-popping. I think he's going to have big rebounding numbers. He's going to have big scoring totals throughout the season. And people are going to be like, oh, he can score from all these different positions on the court and the post and the blah, blah, blah. I mean, uh, people are going to talk about him. And he may not be, he may be a good stats, uh, bad team type of center, at least for the first few years. But I think he's going to put up big time numbers. Uh, and I think Luca has a chance, but that Mavs team just has a lot of pieces there that are going to score. And, and maybe if he elevates them to a different level, he could he could win it, but I think it's really difficult to do that. Even uh, a guy like Luca, who's been a pro for a long time, but I think Deandre Ayton is going to surprise people and he's going to put up a lot uh, of points and rebounds. Now, if you wanted to put down a hundred bucks and you bet on Jairus Lyles, you could win $15,000. <laughs> That's pretty good. Who? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've never seen this name before. <laughs> you know, another weird one. So this guy is ahead of Miles Bridges, Shea, and Mikael Bridges. Uh-huh. Anthony Melton has better odds than all three of those guys. Oh, wow. Everybody. I don't know why. That's That's got to be a smart NBA thing. That's totally a smart NBA thing. He's a second round pick. Before. I know. Uh, yeah, I don't get it. Um, okay, this one's a weird one because it seems very simple, but it's the NBA rebounds per game leader. Okay. So last year, Andre Drummond was the leader at 16 rebounds a game. DeAndre Jordan was second at 15.2. And then third, it dropped all the way down to 12.5 was Dwight Howard. So you think, well, there's probably just these two guys. So Andre Drummond's number one, plus 150. DeAndre Jordan, two at plus 300. And then Carl Anthony Towns is three at plus 750. The only thing I'm thinking about, only reason why you might not choose Drummond is because of all this three-pointer talk. Yeah. If, if he's going to be shooting threes, he's not going to be close to the basket. So I'm not saying he's going to drop off significantly, but he might not be getting 16 rebounds a game. Mm-hmm. But then I don't really feel great about DeAndre either, although he is in a contract year. So yeah, maybe I do go DeAndre. Yeah, I go DeAndre. Dennis Smith is going to miss so many shots. They're going to go right <laughs> to him. <laughs> Um, okay, so we're in agreement on that one. Yeah. Uh, 
Oh, and uh, if you wanted to know, you can you can bet on Russell Westbrook for that. He's plus five thousand. <laughs> what if he, he averaged like seventeen rebounds a game? He is the only guard you can bet on. <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, okay, this one's another interesting one. The NBA assists per game leader. Okay. So last year Russell won this with ten point two per game. Second was LeBron James at nine point one. Normally, John Wall would be involved in this, but John Wall was hurt for most of the year, so he didn't count. The previous season, though, he was the league leader at 10.7, so you got to get an idea of what he puts up. So John Wall is number one at plus 150. Russell Westbrook is number two at plus 270. Number three is Ben Simmons at plus 600. Hmm. And John then Wall's have, number one. He is, and I... I get it because he was the league leader two seasons ago, but I don't know. It, it feels risky. It feels like he shouldn't be as favored as like Drummond is for rebounds. Yeah. And then you have guys like James Harden, Chris Paul, Lonzo ball, probably not choosing any of these guys. I don't know. I, I guess I go Westbrook. Yeah. I'm going Russell. I mean, yeah, he's, People are like, this is the year he's going to finally play off the ball. It's like, this is not, no, it's not. Like, he is going to be <laughs> Russell Westbrook, and he's going to be awesome. And hopefully they have better chemistry than they did last year. And hopefully they can have uh, some better schemes. I know he's going to play next to Dennis Schroeder, but in an in an ideal world, in my mind, I would like to see Russell play off ball more because I think he'll attract more of the defense, but... If you think that Russell's going to play off the ball for Dennis Schroeder a ton, I think that you're a little crazy because uh, that's that's not Russell's style. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give it to Russell. Also, John Wall, like the the whole like tubby John Wall thing, and he's had a weird off season, and yeah, there's weird like the Wizards are just a weird team. They're just very weird. Ben Simmons is the only one I thought of just because as a rookie he puts up eight point two assists. Yeah. So it's it's possible he could make a jump. Yeah. And he's the next best odds, but Dream on Green, you can get him for plus two thousand. Unless you really want to bet on <laughs> Jeff Teague. Oh my gosh. Plus thirty six hundred. Has Jeff Teague ever averaged more than like seven assists a game? <laughs> yeah, I was just noticing that LeBron isn't even on this list. Which oh, he really? was number two last year. That's so um, weird. Okay, this one's um this one is tough. I feel like you go a bunch of different ways with it. The NBA points per game leader. So who's going to be the scoring champion? Last year it was James Harden at 30.4. Number two is Anthony Davis at 28.1. LeBron James, 27.5. Dame, 26.9. So Anthony Davis and James Harden are tied for first in terms of odds this year, plus 300 apiece. Mm-hmm. Then you have LeBron at plus 650, Giannis at plus 700, Dame at plus 1200 with Kevin Durant. I don't know. I It's hard to choose Harden again just because they have Carmelo. Right. Because you know, you, you assume that Carmelo is probably going to put up at least 15 points a game. Mm-hmm. He'll take possessions. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't feel great about that. I don't feel great about picking a big man in Anthony no. Davis. Uh, but I don't feel good about Dame. Uh, <laughs> it's a weird. This is a kind of a weird season for all this, isn't it? It is. A lot of intrigue. I was just thinking about this last night. Um, I was watching the Lakers, and I was really enjoying watching LeBron with all these young guys like running up and down the court. 
And it just, uh, for, for a brief moment, I forgot that the Warriors existed. I was just having a, I was just having a good time. I was just having a good time, just watching some basketball. But I do think that there's so much more to talk about other than the Warriors this year. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that carries over into the regular season, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, Devin Booker, what, do you, what about him? Devin Booker. Yeah, he's coming in. He's got a hand injury. Yeah. You can get Russell for p- plus 2,000. Maybe this is one where you just you shoot for the moon. You shoot for something crazy. DeMar DeRozan plus twenty two hundred. Anything? Yeah. Any interest there? No. You could always take a warrior. Um, Kyrie's not going to score enough. I, I I guess it's going to be one of those two main guys. I could see Giannis. He was at twenty six point nine points per game last year. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go with Anthony Davis. Okay, Anthony Davis. I'm going to go with Giannis at plus seven hundred. I think davis he he could have a huge year like he he could be the mvp like he, he really could be i just don't trust that pelicans team to get him there but it's possible yeah what what was okc was the sixth seed when russ won is that right yes it's russell is such a, a str- he's such a strange case for the mvp to like to explain it and for for AD to replicate something like that, it would, I mean, he would be the storyline of the NBA, just like Russell was. Yeah. I mean, it would, it's, it's a really tough thing to do. Usually it's more of like a nondescript, like, oh, <coughs> excuse me, best player on best team kind of thing. And that's kind of an easy choice. That's, I mean, Harden was easy last year. There was, he wasn't, I don't even know that he was necessarily like, quote unquote, the storyline. He was just the best player on a 65 win team. Uh, so yeah, I don't. He would have to be spectacular because I don't see that Pelicans team winning sixty games. Yeah, I don't either. Maybe are we overlooking Embiid? Could Embiid? I just his health still scares me. Yeah, I just wouldn't. I wouldn't want to bet a season long award on somebody that's basically played like one and a half seasons in his career. I mean, Kyrie, could he get there if he stays healthy? Is there a mm. Celtic that could get there? I mean, I mean, it does feel like if uh, if a Celtic did win MVP, it would be Kyrie. But it would have to be based on like a very long argument yeah. <laughs> because I don't think he's going to have like the eye-popping stats. Right. It would involve a lot of advanced stats and a lot of long articles. This is what super teams do, man. This is, they make things complicated. Um, okay, so those were the Bovada NBA props that you can actually go online and bet on. Now we get to some that I've either made up on my own or some of them are real. Like this first one is real, and this is an interesting one. First coach to be fired. Okay. Now, I actually, I actually did find odds on this. So Scott Brooks, and this was back in July. So Thibodeau actually isn't on here. Okay. Which I don't even I don't even know if he would be my choice if he was on there. But Scott Brooks is number one plus three hundred. Terry Stotts from the Blazers plus four hundred, and then Fred Hoiberg is at plus five hundred. If you want to know some deeper names, the next couple are Dave Yeager, Doc Rivers, Ty Lue, Mike Malone, Alvin Gentry, and Billy Donovan. And Billy Donovan is plus fifteen hundred. If you're interested, is there anyone? <sighs> I'm trying to think. I feel like Fred Hoiberg is a good pick. Yeah. Um, they're only, I just wondered just cause is there, are there expectations that they're going to be anything? 
Maybe I there think are. There, maybe there are. There were, but now Markinen's out for six to eight weeks, so yeah. maybe that that buys him a little time. The Terry Stotts one, having him second was interesting. I mean, I know everyone is kind of down on Portland and their over-under was super low. So I guess that's feasible. I kind of like, okay, well, so my dark horse, my dark, dark horse <laughs> is Luke Walton. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the reason would be every time LeBron goes to a, a new team, there's always something with the coach. Like you remember the bump the bump with Spolstra, mm-hmm. you know, and they started off pretty bad. And then when he came back to Cleveland, uh, what was that guy's name? He got fired. <laughs> David Blatt. David Blatt got mm-hmm. fired. So you could just see if the Lakers get off to a bad start. And can I read you their opening schedule? Oh, so yes, I didn't, please do. I don't have the, I don't have the home and aways, but who they play Portland, Houston, Spurs, Phoenix, Denver, Spurs, Minnesota, Dallas, Portland, Toronto, Minnesota. So not the easiest opening schedule, mm-hmm. especially for a team trying to fit in a ton of new pieces. Right. So it's it's not crazy to think that the Lakers might start out a little slow. And there was already Luke Walton talk last year, be, mainly because of Lonzo's dad. Right. Um, so that so that's my like dark horse. A more realistic one. I don't know. Maybe like Ty Lue. That's my guy. That's what I was thinking because this. I mean the ownership clearly thinks that this team is going to be and should be good and they want to compete and i just don't know if they can and so if they're not then i would guess that he could get fired because dan gilbert is for whatever reason is motivated to try to make this team win and i just i don't think that they're up for it yeah i i and that that gets you plus one thousand I don't really see Mike Malone. I yeah. Mean, they, I, they do have a lot of expectations. They do. It's That's possible. But it takes, I mean, I don't know. There hasn't been a lot of firings lately. Um, but I, I just, I don't know. You have to look to, like, who's got the craziest owner right now? You know? Like, who's, right. who's ready yeah. to just fire somebody? I mean, Dave Yeager is always a candidate because you just never know. Like, what are the expectations from the front office with the Kings or for the ownership group? And so I think that he's probably a a good candidate as well. Okay, uh, next one. The NBA Finals matchup. You can either bet on Golden State versus Boston or take the field, which means any other combination. Which one would you bet on? Oh, boy. Um, I'll take the field. Oh, you're a positive, positive soul. Well, not from the Golden State side, obviously, but. <laughs> <laughs> so you think like Raptors or Sixers could have a chance? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I haven't seen, I mean, I, I would like to see all these teams first. I mean, on paper, that Boston team looks ridiculous, but if Kawhi Leonard is the Kawhi Leonard that we knew a few years ago, like that Raptors team is going to be really tough and they're going to be really, really good on both ends. And so I would just wouldn't, I don't know that if you get, cause then I would say Kawhi is the best player on the floor against those two teams. And I don't know, they have a good enough defense. They have, they're switchy enough. They can, de- they can defend the Celtics team. And so 
that's that's probably who I'd go with. And then the Sixers, who knows? I mean, they have their ceiling is high and their floor is is lower than both those teams for sure. But I think their ceiling might be a little bit higher than the Celtics um, and the Raptors, just because they have Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. And if Markel Fultz can be a decent player, in which we just forget that he was thought to be head and shoulders above everybody in that draft class. And so if he can be even 90% of what people had hoped, and that could take this team to a new level. And so I, I don't know. It's hard for me to just place a bet just on the Celtics for those reasons. And the Celtics have struggled with injury problems, you know, with their key players. Um, you know, Al Horford's probably due for some weird pectoral injury. So I just, it's, it's hard for me to bet on them too, just because uh, they're obviously maybe the, the best coach team in the NBA at this point. And they've got tons of pieces, but um, it's all theoretical at this point. Like we don't know what they'll have going into the playoffs, and right. so that that would concern me to place a bet just on them. All right, so you're taking the field there for your NBA Finals matchup. What about the highest scoring individual game of the season? So some background on this. I went back in the last decade. Okay, these are the players that had the highest scoring individual game. During the last 10 seasons, Brandon Jennings, you remember that game? Oh, yeah. Uh, Andre Miller, LeBron James, Deron Williams, Stephen Curry, Carmelo Anthony, Kyrie Irving, Kobe Bryant. That was Kobe's last game. Devin Booker. And then last year was James Harden. So the only pattern there is that it's never repeated. It's all, all a bunch of scores, mostly. The Andre Miller one is still really strange. So weird. And the big points have come more recently. Like last year, Harden had 60 points. Devin Booker had 70 the year before. Kobe had 60 the year before. Back in the day, you could get this with like LeBron did it in 2010 with 51 points. Like it's nothing. (laughs) So I think my choice going with the pattern of it not falling it's never the same guy twice. I'm going to go with Damian Lillard because he showed up a bunch in like, I looked at all the games where guys scored at least 50 points and he scored up. He, he showed up a bunch in that. So that would be my choice. What about Paul George? Paul George. Mm-hmm. Uh, Early on in the what? season, if Russell's not playing, yeah, he's going to need to take a ton of shots. His elbow's feeling fine. Yeah, they drained blood from it. I didn't realize that's what they did. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's I think it's possible. That probably would not be my bet, but I think it's possible. It's your dark horse. Uh, Devin Booker is still, when he comes back from his injury, I mean, he's going to have a green, green light. And so I would consider him as well. Uh, I'm trying to think who are the other gunners in this league. I mean, Lou Williams has put up a huge game before. Yeah. I thought about him. It'd be hilarious if it was Andrew Wiggins. Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's nobody in New York. Nobody in Brooklyn. No, there's not a lot of options because you look at these names and it's really like you have to be an elite scorer 
unless you're back <laughs> in the crazy days right. when Brandon Jennings and unless you're Andre, on, Miller, Andre Miller. Is there a rookie yeah. that could do this? Probably not. No. There's too many bigs. Too many too many guys that value passing. We need to stop bringing those guys in the league. Um, Malik Monk. Malik Monk. Yeah, Malik. Super dark horse. Oh, man. That is a great dark horse. Uh, he really could do it. <laughs> uh, what about Trey Young? No. Uh, it'd be tough. <laughs> That'd be, he'd have to be hitting all of his threes. I'm gonna go, could, I mean, he could do it. I'm going to go Devin Booker. Devin Booker, okay. Devin Booker and me, Dame. Okay, next one. First Laker to appear on Shacked and a Fool. Okay, <laughs> your choices are JaVale McGee, Lance Stevenson, Michael Beasley, or you can take the field so you get all the other players. Uh, I'm going JaVale. I mean, it's just, uh, if he's going to play significant minutes, he, he will. Uh, he has no choice. Well, that means that you didn't watch the game last night because it's going to be Lance Stevenson. <laughs> what happened? He, he had he had this pass where he passed it to a guy like on a break, and the guy got a layup. But he was his follow through. And what he did after the guy scored is just so ridiculous. So he's he's just really hyped up for this season, I can tell. And uh, so that that makes me think he's going to do something really goofy because he's he was trying to showboat, <laughs> which he's always trying to do. So that always leads to a good shack and a fool. This Lakers team is so weird. They are. I I really would have loved to just watch LeBron with all these young guys. Yeah, like why? That's, why, why that's could, fun. Why couldn't they have signed Mbamute and Anthony Tolliver and guys like that? Yeah, I mean, I like Rondo, and Rondo looks really cool yeah. all the time, right? But yeah, I, I I enjoyed it the most when it was like LeBron out there with Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart, right? It was it was actually like really fun. They were really getting up and down. Oh, I'm watching the slants pass right now. He connected on it though. If it I know he did. If it sailed out of bounds, I would get it. I would get that. But I'm I'm saying that he's obviously like that. That's not always going to happen. That's he, not always going to connect. He's primed. He is ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What happens first? Ben Simmons makes a three pointer, or Chris Stapps Porzingis plays in an NBA game. Porzingis plays in an NBA game. Okay. All right. Not a lot of faith in Ben Simmons making a three-pointer. He was 0 for 11 last year. Well, and even said, I'm not going to shoot threes. He still shot 11 though, Andrew. He could have a heave. (laughs) He could have a heave that goes in between now and January. (laughs) I'm worried about Porzingis. There was, I actually saw a bet you could place that he wouldn't play this season at all. Oh my. Which is scary. Yeah. That's scary. Who will win more games? The Boston Celtics, their over-under is 59 wins, mm-hmm. or the Knicks and Nets combined. <laughs> so the Nets are projected for 32 wins, the Knicks for 28 and a half. Oh, man. Uh, so, probably, I would bet the Celtics. I think I would, too, because otherwise you need both of those other teams to hit 30, probably, 30 mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. I, I couldn't do it. Are we so, overrating yeah. the Celtics team? No, because every time you want to overrate them, then you like look at the East again and it's like, ah, well, there's just going to be so many wins that they can rack up and they're not the kind of team like OKC was last year who would play down to their opponents. True. 
and they're so deep like it doesn't even matter like they could just sit guys do they have for games do they have too many guys well that's my own i mean that's the hope <laughs> if there's one way this goes wrong for boston so <laughs> they have too many guys they have, but otherwise they just I don't have a lot of guys that should play they just have a ton of those guys right? they do yeah I, but who's a good i mean i guess there's a few guys who could get angry and say stuff in the media but marcus morris a, for one yeah is he gonna play a ton maybe Rough maybe man. he does i don't know daniel tice he's got an daniel attitude. he's got an Heiss? he's got an attitude shemmy pj dozier okay it won't it won't be those guys (laughs) (laughs) okay this is a this is a i thought this one up on my own which number will be higher the number of golden state championships in the next five years or the number of sacramento kings playoff appearances in the next five years okay Um, okay so so just to give you some background now that the Timberwolves have made the playoffs, the Sacramento Kings hold the longest playoff drought at 12 years. Oh, my. Uh, I'm, go- I'm giving it to the Warriors. <laughs> oh, oh. What kind of foundation do the Kings have to even get themselves there? I don't know, there? but if they don't make it in the next five years, that's 17 years. They took Marvin Bagley. He's a really good shooting guard. Marvin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's they're not... They just can't do it. They're going to have to change ownership, in my opinion, to get there. I um, the the longer I watch the NBA, the more I know that ownership matters so much. It, you either have tremendous luck or you have a really good ownership group, and that's how you win. Is either you're crazy lucky, and the Suns were lucky back in the day with all the decisions that they made because their ownership group sucks, and you're seeing that now with the way that they handle things. And so the Kings ownership is, is they're meddling and they're just not any good. And so they're either going to have to change ownership group or they're going to have to get very, very lucky. They don't even have their pick in this next draft. I mean, they're just not, I just don't see them getting there. And even if, even if the number is one for the warriors, I still and, and the West, like the West is not going to get easier over the next five years. And so the Kings have, have the longest road to get there. There's just no way. Uh, so in the preseason game a few days ago, they played a lineup, Frank Mason, Marvin Bagley, Scal, Harry Giles, and Willie Cauley Stein. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. Is it fun though? Yeah. That's taking you to the playoffs in a decade. Big, big ball big ball <laughs> they're playing that'd, big be ball. A, that'd be a cool branding they should just do that <laughs> they just play as many bigs and frank mason maybe the shortest point guard in the NBA right <laughs> yeah now. oh uh, wow. okay next one who will make more three-pointers this year the battle of the andres andre drummond versus andre robertson oh wow so in his last full season robertson hit 45 threes mm-hmm Andre Drummond says he's going to shoot threes. Oh, man. That's a tough one, isn't it? I will go with Drummond. (laughs) Okay. All right. Shout out to Rob's. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm, just count me as somebody that doesn't believe in the uh, empty gym three-point shooting right now. I wish you would. I wish you would believe like the rest of us. Do you believe? No, I don't believe at all. Okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. Uh, who will be the ultimately bad team that gets off to a good start? Oh. So last year, this was Orlando. Oh, yeah. They started 8-4. and four, Then they lost nine in a row. It's a, it's a tough one to think about. I, you know, the, the name that pops that popped out for me was the Cavs. I could totally see that being a story in the early part of the season. Like, oh, look, the Cavs don't need LeBron. Oh, look, the Cavs are like the four seed if the playoffs ended today. And then they just lose a ton of games. <laughs> that sounds like a very realistic. I think it's a great candidate. I, see, I can see the Mavs being that team. Everybody yeah. Is, the, everybody's in love with sure. the Mavericks. Uh, and if they even win, like if they start the season five and two or something. People are like, oh, can the Mavs make the playoffs? And it's just like, yeah, well, no, they really can't. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't believe. I just don't believe in the other teams. Like, I'm not going to pick Orlando. I'm not going to pick the Knicks. Maybe Charlotte Brooklyn has a shot. You know what? I was going to pick Charlotte, but then in the back of my head, I got worried that they they might actually make the playoffs, and so I didn't take them. Yeah, it it could be Charlotte, but. Then again, like no one cares enough to talk about them except for down to dunk. Yeah, no one would notice. <laughs> they would be the team that starts like ten and zero, and everybody would be no one would talk about it. <laughs> okay, the flip side of that: who will be the ultimately good team that gets off to a bad start? So last year, well, you could put the Thunder in there. Yeah, uh, you could put the Jazz in there. Utah, the Jazz are probably yeah. the, the best example. Mm-hmm. I go back to the Lakers. I think this is where the Lakers fall in. Yeah. It's happened with all of LeBron's teams in that first year. Happened when he came back to Cleveland. It happened his first year in Miami. Yeah. I think, I I think that's the easiest one. Yeah. I could see, I could see the Pacers doing that. Maybe, um, even the wizards could look completely dysfunctional to start the season and get it together. But yeah, I'd, I'd go with the Lakers too. I think a lot of these LeBron teams are slow starting, uh, and then they start to pick it up toward the end of the season. So yeah, I'll go with Lakers too. Okay, last one of this group, and then we're going to get to some Thunder over unders. Who will lead the league in usage percentage? So last year, the top five was Harden, Westbrook, Embiid, DeMarcus Cousins, and Devin Booker. Hmm. Westbrook has been number one two of the past four years, but he does have Schroeder coming in. Now, I went and looked up the top 15 usage seasons of all time, okay? And there's a lot of familiar names. You know, Russ has two of them. Kobe has two. MJ has two. Iverson has three. Carmelo, Harden, Wade each have one. DeMarcus Cousins has two on his own. And then the one that blew my mind was I think he was eighth. He had the eighth highest usage season of all time. Jermaine O'Neal. Jermaine O'Neal. He had a, I start. I did a deep dive on Jermaine O'Neal last night because I just did not remember. I mean, I knew he was good. I knew he was an all-star. He, he played 18 seasons, which wow. I didn't realize he was a six time all-star, a three time all NBA teamer. And he had like this sixth, it was either sixth or eighth highest usage percentage of all time in one season. That is wild. Yeah. Um, so for this one, I think, you know, Westbrook's probably a good pick, but I do think the Devin Booker pick would make a lot of sense. 
Because especially yeah. when they don't have a point guard, he's going to have the ball in his hands all the time. Yeah, I, I think that's right. I, I, th- I yeah, I, th- I would go with him because who? I mean, the Anthony Melton, although a fun rookie of the year selection, is probably <laughs> not going to be using a lot of possessions for the for the Suns this year. And you're right, who is the point guard for them? And they just have a ton of role players, like whether it's Bridges or Ariza or Josh Jackson. Like, yeah. I feel like all these guys are... Josh Jackson can can handle and distribute some, but he can't shoot. And so you don't yeah. want him to have the ball a ton because he's not going to create space for them. So yeah, I'll, I'll go Devin Booker. I think that he, he, he could have a wild season when he gets back of scoring and shooting and taking a ton of... I mean, he's going to have the green light, take a ton of shots. And uh, I, I think he and deandre aiden will be a fun combo so yeah i'll go devin booker okay moving on to the thunder section first i want you to rank the thunder rivalry games and really i want you to tell me who the fourth team should be so tell me if you agree with this golden state houston and utah Mm -hmm. as the as like okc's main rivals going into the season who would you pick as fourth i was trying to figure out who I th- would think of as fourth. Uh, probably maybe Portland. They just never beat Portland. See, I was thinking that too, but like there's nothing really there except for the fact that all their games are always really close Yeah, and and they always lose in Portland. Like teams that it's been in the past, San Antonio, Memphis, Dallas. Dallas. Uh, maybe it's the Lakers. That'd the, be fun. You have the Paul George. Oh uh, yeah, Lakers that's angle. a good one. Um, that's a good one. The Lakers crowd he, is going to be super pissed at him when he goes yeah to he's going to get booed yeah and then the Lakers is, is always a fun game when they're in town here in OKC so maybe it's them maybe Boston for the uh, yeah, stupid stupid losses that the Thunder had last year against them <laughs> <laughs> okay we're going to do Thunder over unders lightning round okay okay okay. <clears throat> Number of minutes Deontay Burton plays for the Thunder this year. (laughs) Over, under 100. Over. (laughs) Okay. What? What? Why do you say that? No, no, nothing. Great pick. 100 minutes is nothing. That's garbage. I know. He's also a two-way player right now. I, I, I'm very well aware of that. (laughs) that The organization does really like him. And I think there's a chance to give him a look. All right. They're going to give him a look. Next, games played by Abdul Nader. I had no idea what to choose for this one. I picked 34 and a half. He oh. played like 48 games for Boston last year. Yeah. On a, which was due to a lot of injuries. Yeah, so. a very injured Boston team. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm going to go over because Billy Donovan. Okay. Next, Robertson's free throw percentage over under 50 percent his career averages in his first five seasons 70 percent 48 percent 61 percent 42 percent and 32 percent 32 percent is so bad uh i'm gonna go over oh there's that optimism <laughs> you did like his videos uh <laughs> i did like his videos <laughs> I, I think that his confidence has grown since he's been out he has gotten major spotlight since he has not played and he's such a confidence guy and so i think he could do it 51 um, 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, number of Terrence Ferguson starts. Okay. I'm going eight and a half. So mm-hmm. last year he started 12 games. So this is, I'm going to go over just because I don't think Dre is going to come back until later in November, probably. And that's just a pure guess. I don't have any insider knowledge on that. I just am watching him and I'm just like, he does not look ready. Um, so I think it could be end of November, beginning of December before we see him. Um, so and you're gonna, thinking Ferguson will get the most of those starts. Yeah, I think Ferg will start. Okay. Russell Westbrook, three point attempts per game over under five. So in his MVP season, he shot 7.2 a game. It was the only season in his career. He attempted more than 4.7 last year. He was at 4.1. I'm setting it at five though, because we've heard that, you know, he's been shooting them a lot or whatever. I'm trying to make them <laughs> try, go on. Try, trying to make them. <laughs> you going over under five, three point attempts per game. I'll go over. I think the, the team wants to take more threes in general. And so I think it'll, it could be just like 5.5, but I think that it'll, I think he'll take more. And then the last one, where will Steven Adams finish in defensive player of the year voting hmm. over under eight and a half. So eighth place and a half okay. last year, he was tied for 12th with uh, Jimmy Butler. Something I forgot. Paul George finished ahead of Al Horford. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> that's weird in retrospect. <laughs> that's so weird. Uh, I will say under. Under. Okay. Now, what does that mean? <laughs> that's what I was <laughs> that- just thinking. What I mean is that <laughs> he won't be better than eighth. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I just now, don't, he- I don't think that he... Maybe the if the Thunder are like the number one defense in the NBA, I still think it'll be more like Andre's healthy and he's able to play like he did the season before well um, so i have a bonus question for you which thunder player will finish highest in defensive player of the year voting adams pg or robertson dre i think it's dre i think people are i think people have finally started to notice the impact that he has on the defensive end and if the thunder have a chance to have a guy ranked that high uh, I think it will be for sure Andre because people are people are going to be watching for that. And I think I think most uh, smart NBA writers understand the impact that he has on that end. Um, okay, I have two more questions for you. First one: uh, over under number of times I'm about to dunk will be said on down to dunk this season. <laughs> over <laughs> under five hundred. <laughs> over baby (laughs) yeah that's definitely over okay and my last one the brian davis memorial question which brian davis catchphrase will you miss the most i'll give you some examples uh thunder up by a stick man remember that one (laughs) uh he just uncorked some rattlesnake jam uh chicken salad out of chicken something else a tisket a tasket there's a defender in my basket uh dang nabbit <laughs> I, I don't actually know if that was one uh crouching tiger hidden rebounder <laughs> and then another one i found papa perkins picked a peck of portland <laughs> i found some forum where these guys were just putting up things that brian davis would say oh, that's pretty and I, good. I hadn't heard the papa perkins one in a long time 
it's gotta be the chicken salad out of chicken something else yeah i feel like that became his kind of main catchphrase it's pretty funny and it's kind of the perfect phrase for a russell westbrook led team yeah that's true yeah i hope i hope the new guy has some catchphrases you said he's a little more mellow but yeah he said he doesn't have any well, he better get some. He better acquire some because we have big <laughs> expectations here. <laughs> That's okay, all we so. really care about. <laughs> it is, really. <laughs> uh, okay, is that it? That is it. Awesome. That is our preseason grab bag. Yes. Alex, thank you for that. Thanks for coming on the show. We can follow you on Twitter at Al Babycakes. Follow our show on Twitter at Down to Dunk. You can follow me at Andrew K. Schlecht. Remember, October 13th, we're going to have a seven hour pod at the press so come join us wait what you haven't heard this yet no what (laughs) what are you talking about we're having a season preview podcast it's our seventh season and we're gonna do a seven hour show (laughs) why why do you agree to that from 10 to 5 i i have there's a bigger backstory to it that i'll have to tell you um (laughs) it's it's much more doable than what we had set set in front of us before uh so seven hour pod at the press from 10 to 5 on october 13th come hang out with us uh it'll be very fun uh also uh prepare for october 11th on cbs sports radio 105.3 uh the show will be called nba tonight uh so please join me there and i hope you guys have a great wednesday and we'll talk to you guys again on friday 